direct primary care. Why it's what you and your doctor have been waiting for. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about direct primary care and how it can save you money and improve your patient satisfaction with health care on Access Health Radio. And Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician with Access Health Care in Apex, North Carolina. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Dr. Forrest, I know you were the first direct primary care family practice in the country. Can you tell us why this is the solution that patients and physicians have been waiting for? Well, you know, while I normally use Consumer Reports magazine to help me find out which cars and appliances are good and reliable, the magazine recently had a top five list of things you can do in 2019 that would improve your financial health as a wise consumer. And one of those five things that Consumer Reports recommended for your financial health in 2019 was changing your physician to a direct primary care physician. And they apparently now recognize the lower out-of-pocket cost and health benefits of the practice model. You know, I started it as an effort to help people who didn't have insurance to get affordable medical care, but it has become a high quality, low cost option for people even with insurance. And just this week, proposed regulatory changes would allow people to use their HSA type accounts to pay for direct primary care, which then makes it even a tax advantage solution as well. There is even a, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but there's even a bipartisan effort, if you can believe that, something that Republicans and Democrats agree on, but of legislation that would make going to a DPC practice tax advantaged uh, all across the country. And uh, the initial one was called the Primary Care Enhancement Act, and that actually passed in a bipartisan vote uh, by the House last year, and it's been reintroduced with some modifications as H.R. 6317. Uh, So look for that. And uh, if you want to contact your uh, congressman, uh, feel free to do so, because what this would do is make it so if you wanted to go to a direct primary care practice and uh, you wanted to see them and actually have any money that you spent be money that would be essentially not taxed, uh, like from an HSA, uh, that's essentially what this legislation would do. Well, you've certainly got my attention, and I'm sure a lot of people's when you talk about tax advantages. But from a patient perspective, what are the what are the advantages of a DPC practice? Well, in a in a direct primary care practice, you have a direct relationship with your doctor. Um, you know, normally, um, even if I myself as a patient, if I was to call up a, a practice uh, and say. Hey, uh, can I make an appointment? The first question is not, what's your name? The first question is not, what can we help you with? What's your illness? What's your injury? The very first question they want to know is, what insurance do you have? And unfortunately, uh, the, the relationship between doctors and patients is not as close now as it is between doctors and insurers. Because most physicians now work in some ways for the insurance company. That's that's who they are being paid by. And so in a DPC relationship, you know, you're paying your, your physician directly for their services, and that's a good relationship. Uh, another advantage is there's fewer patients, uh, and, you know, it's not volume dependent. So unlike some places where you might go and they might be seeing 20 to 40 patients a day, 
Um, at direct primary care practices, they average scheduling between 8 and 12 appointments for the whole day. So people have, if they need more time, if they have questions, they want to discuss their diagnosis in detail, they want time for the doctor to explain what's going on and what the options are, uh, the time is available for that uh, in a direct primary care model. The other thing is your top, the top priority uh, in direct primary care is the patient's health and wellness. Uh, you truly want to get people healthy and keep them that way. Um, you are not working for necessarily a hospital system uh, that profits by, you know, referrals for ancillary services. Uh, you're not working for an insurance company uh, that's going to really watch how the insurance company's money is being spent and potentially influence how how decisions are made about health care. The only person you answer to in a direct primary care uh, type relationship is the patient. So essentially it makes uh, patients the doctor's boss and that's truly how it ought to be. Uh, you know, the other thing is the access is really, really good in direct primary care, but partly because there's so much more time, the practices aren't as busy. Uh, it allows opportunities to engage physicians in other means like telemedicine, uh, email by text. And, you know, in a lot of situations, practices just aren't able to uh, communicate with patients that way. And, and unfortunately, part of the reason for that is there's just no way to get paid. Uh, a lot of times physicians don't get, uh, you know, reimbursed for calls with patients or emails with patients or telemedicine visits. A lot of insurance companies won't necessarily pay for that. Uh, in our case, we feel like it's a service we want to provide. We want to be able to talk to our patients and answer their questions, uh, whatever's the best and most convenient way for them. And, you know, in this modern day and age, a lot of times a patient just has a quick medical question or they just want to know about a supplement they saw or they want to know a question about how to take their medicine. And so it actually makes no sense to have to drag them into the office for an appointment to do that. But the traditional old model, the fee-for-service, the only way a practice could really, you know, get any reimbursement from insurance was to drag them in the office to ask that, answer that question. And so that's one of the things I like about direct primary care. You know, it's sort of like you're on retainer. It's like when you have a lawyer, you're on retainer. It's kind of like having a doctor. You know, he's your doctor. Uh, they're taking care of you. They're, they're providing service. And they do that uh, whatever that takes. You know, they're not necessarily trying to charge for every little thing that, that happens. Now, compare DPC to the current system. Uh, the current system, as many patients know, uh, is very rushed. Uh, many times uh, the visits are scheduled 15 minutes or less apart. And doctors have thousands of patients. In North Carolina, the average doctor has over 2,500 patients, over 2,000. And that equals less time. So in the current system, the old fee-for-service system, usually you know, the doctor's only available 9 to 5. Um, and the access isn't great because you can't get those telemedicine visits or those text visits or whatever. And the other downfall to the current system as compared to direct primary care is there's a huge markup on a lot of services and labs. Uh, since we don't need to mark those up and we're not billing insurance, uh, most of the labs, common labs and services in our office are included for members. In the DPC model, you know, patients are paying almost like a gym membership. 
And if you went into the gym, they wouldn't charge you extra for lifting dumbbells. If you got on the treadmill, they wouldn't charge you for every mile you walked on the treadmill. So that's sort of how we operate. Instead of marking those things up and charging for them, we just include that as part of your membership. And so you don't have to pay those excessive fees for labs and services. And even if a a lab is something that uh, is a little more expensive, uh, what we'll do is typically give patients that uh, item at our cost. And in direct primary care practices, they're able to do that. So, you know, in the insurance world, there's sort of a a not that disclosed secret uh, that services get billed at the very highest rate possible in order to maximize reimbursement from the insurance company. It's sort of throw as much up on the wall as you can and see what sticks. And so a lot of times, uh, you know, the bills are run up real high because they know things are going to be discounted and things by insurance. And in DPC, in the direct primary care model, we actually do exactly the opposite. We try to keep out-of-pocket costs for the patient as low as possible. You know, we don't really want them to have to pay anything at all beyond their membership fee uh, if they can avoid it. So we try to actually look out for them as consumers and try to keep their costs down, not only for what we do in our office, but for what happens outside of our office. So, Dr. Forrest, you're talking about this membership fee, like sort of like a, a gym membership. What types of services are typically included with that membership fee at a DPC practice? Well, for example, like, you know, typically we go to a doctor's office, you have a visit and you have to pay a copay for that. Well, in the direct primary care model, you don't have to charge for visits. So we don't have a separate visit charge. Most of the common lab work like cholesterol panels, uh, blood counts, thyroid panels, uh, sugar levels, hemoglobin A1Cs, uh, all those tests we just do for free. Uh, you know, uh, that's sort of included things like EKGs, pulmonary function testing, like spirometry, flu shots, uh, you know, physical exams, uh, cryosurgery with liquid nitrogen, things like, uh, you know, pap smears. Uh, and then we mentioned before email consults, telemedicine uh, visits, um, are also included. And, and many DPC practices, including ours, will also do house calls. And the only charge most will do for that is if you're, you know, if you live a long way from the office, they may charge you some type of a mileage reimbursement fee. Uh, but they feel like their service as being your, your physician is sort of covered by the membership fee. So all of those things that people typically, you know, they get charged nickel and dime for, they're sort of typically included in most uh, direct primary care practices. So it saves people a lot of money out of pocket, especially people that haven't met their deductible because uh, things like labs are very, very expensive if you're getting charged the insurance rates and haven't met your deductible. Uh, I had a patient recently that had been going to a local practice. Uh, This was a practice owned by a local hospital system, and they had insurance. They had actually pretty good insurance, but they had a a pretty significant deductible, and they went for a follow-up visit, and their bill was $700. And the reason the bill was so much was because everything had been marked up, every lab test, uh, the visit, and everything else. And since the patient hadn't met their deductible, they literally had to come out of pocket for that. And for $700, that's more than it costs for an entire year, uh, you know, of care, you know, in the DPC setting in most cases. Dr. Forrest, what about if there's something that you need that's not covered by your membership plan, some test? How does that work? Well, some more unusual blood tests might be sent to an outside lab. 
but even if those are, we base it on actual cost. Instead of you know marking things up, we literally look at how much is the lab going to charge for that, and that's exactly what we would charge the patient. And anything done outside of our office, although you know we still help to get lower and transparent charges on things like that. A good example would be, let's say somebody needs a echocardiogram, which is a type of ultrasound of their heart. Um, well, typically that might be a test that might cost two, two hundred, three hundred dollars, uh, but we could do it for a patient in our office for as little as twenty five, and so a lot of these things uh, are are much less. And we can get other vendors to do things like that. There's a hospital uh, we won't mention their name, uh, but there's a hospital that actually for us has an arrangement where they'll do uh, most ultrasounds for us. They'll do uh, screens for aortic aneurysms. Uh, they'll do echocardiograms. Uh, they'll look for blockages in the carotid arteries, um, and they'll do that for only like fifty dollars. When normally each of those tests is is uh, at least a hundred, in many cases two hundred. Uh, you know, if patient needs a colonoscopy, uh, we have a local gastro neurologist that gives our patients about 75% off on that. Um, same thing goes for if somebody needed something with a specialist like a cardiologist and they needed to do like a stress echo or a stress test, some people call it. Usually we can get 80 to 90% off on something like that. So, you know, we try to save patients on their healthcare expenses in our office. We try to keep those costs down, but we also want to keep the costs down anytime they have to go outside of our four walls. All right, Doc, it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. There is a bill moving through Congress called the Primary Care Enhancement Act, which would allow people with HSAs to use those funds tax-free to pay for DPC memberships. The great thing about that is it's a win-win. If your employer contributes money to an HSA, this could make all of your out-of-pocket costs for primary care be zero. Uh, no additional cost to you. And if you fund your own HSA, it would let all of those uh, funds and costs be tax exempt. Um, so this is actually a bill that has bipartisan support. If you can believe it's something that the, you know, the elephants and the donkeys agree on and it's supported. It's actually got co-sponsors. It's got, uh, one of the more liberal Democrats that's a sponsor and also one of the most conservative Republicans, uh, who are co-sponsors on this bill. So, uh, the bill number has changed now, uh, since it passed ways and means, and it's been reintroduced as HR 6317. Uh, so just so you're aware of that. All right. Thanks, Doc. And we'd like to take just a minute to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are even much lower than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Coming up, we'll be talking more about DPC, direct primary care, and how a lot of people think it can revolutionize health care. And Dr. Forrest is going to share some amazing DPC statistics and also our Access Health Trivia of the Week straight ahead. Welcome back. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and we're talking direct primary care today. Dr. Forrest, the first physician with direct primary care in the nation, so he's something of an authority on it. More on that straight ahead, but uh, if folks have questions about today's topic, where can they get some more information, Doc? Well, if they've got uh, questions about uh, our direct primary care, 
they can go to the website accesshealthcaredirect.com. Again, it's accesshealthcaredirect.com. Uh, they can also, if they want to learn information about our medical practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And our number there is 919-363-0190. And if they want to hear the show later or do a, listen to an on-demand podcast, they can check that out at WPTF.com. And if they want to send questions to the show, uh, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Dr. Forrest, I mentioned that you were the first, but you're, you're far from the only one doing DPC now. It is spreading across the country. Uh, what do you think could happen with patient satisfaction and a level of customer service for patients if even more practices adopted direct primary care as a model? Well, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not the only one anymore. Uh, there are roughly, there's several thousand across the country. There's estimates somewhere between, you know, 2,000 and 6,000 direct primary care practices now across the country. So it's really caught on. Uh, but we are starting to have some research data now that really gives us an idea what it would look like if more people adopted this. And in a study of direct primary care practices from 16 different states, we know that the patient satisfaction was higher. Patients ended up in the hospital as readmissions 92% less often. Wow. Cholesterol and diabetes were better controlled. And FaceTime with the doctor was over twice as much as in the old model of care. So I think that patients would be much more satisfied with their health care and with the amount of time they, they spend on it uh, if everyone went to a DPC practice. All right. Thanks, Doc. Uh, coming up, we're going to summarize some key information about direct primary care and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Weeks coming up. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, and it's time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Direct primary care has been shown to reduce hospitalization rates of patients by 60% and cut down on people having to go to the ER by 65%. The increased availability of direct primary care doctors and the more time they have with patients to optimize their care has been shown to improve outcomes for chronic diseases like high blood pressure, diabetes, and even heart disease. And by some estimates, the average cost for direct primary care is 80% less than in the traditional model for fee-for-service insurance. That's some uh, pretty impressive statistics, Doc. What are some things that you would like for people to really remember from today's show? Well, direct primary care is still a relatively new practice model, uh, but it makes physicians work for their patients rather than for the patient's insurance companies. It allows more time with patients, same-day appointments, and shorter wait times, and it's been shown to have high levels of customer service and patient satisfaction. Some people do get direct primary care confused with concierge medicine, and those are not the same thing. Concierge practices typically charge much over $100 a month for similar levels of care, but they also still bill insurance on top of that monthly fee, whereas DPC practices do not bill insurance for anything. Even patients that have insurance, they don't bill the insurance. This does not mean insured patients are not good for DPC. In fact, most of my patients now have insurance or Medicare and find often that it's less expensive out of pocket than going to a practice that files their insurance. Uh, patients with deductibles over $1,000 almost always come out less expensive than if they went to a practice that took their insurance and hadn't met their deductible yet. Lastly, do you want a physician that works for you? 
and your best interest? Or do you want a physician that is pressured by insurance companies to prescribe certain medicines and treatments for you? In direct primary care, physicians have realized that they cannot serve two masters, and it is better to serve the patient. A lot of great information today, Dr. Forrest. Thank you so much. Uh, But that's all the time we have for this week. It is. That concludes the show. And our scripture this week is from John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. And we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.